Blog Talk Radio. Alexa, what is Open Your Eyes to a Credit Union? Sorry, I don't know that one. on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, podcasting and broadcasting live from the studio of eloquentonline.net in beautiful, sunny New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you Leave the audience wanting more. Um, the name of the episode today is Open Your Eyes to What? With a question mark, big old question mark. Don't feel left out there, Alexa. I'm not sure anybody knows what the Open Your Eyes campaign is all about. I've called uh, at least 30 credit unions in states that say they are part of this campaign, the Dakotas, the Carolinas, and Minnesota. I even called the University of Madison at Wisconsin Credit Union, uh, the credit union that serves the University of uh, Wisconsin at Madison Community and their employees, which is, I think, about two miles from the CUNA campus. They never heard of it. And these are people that you would think would be saying to folks on the phone, hey, don't forget, open your eyes to a credit union. People are like, well, I just called one, didn't I? Folks, we're going to talk about this today. Um, tried to stay as quiet as I could throughout the GAC, give CUNA its week um, to have their you know, convivial get-together, their annual conference. And as I've said to many people, it's hard to argue when you know 5,000 people show up to any event. And so it, you can't really take anything away from that. Getting some of the, the speakers they had on that stage, the vice president, and it's pretty awesome. You've got to give credit where credit's due. And, but then again, that, that underscores my point that uh, I think CUNA absolutely has a, a need and has, has to be involved in advocacy when your entire business model is based upon the tax code and not paying taxes, then you are you have to be involved in a legislative and a lobbying sense in, in the place where those decisions are made in the legislative branch of our government. And if you're a millennial and you haven't learned anything about the three branches of government, you can put down your candy crush long enough, just Google it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But in terms of marketing, a couple of things. First of all, Open Your Eyes was not announced at this year's GAC in case you've got a short memory, and I don't. I remember everything. It was last year's GAC where they announced the Open Your Eyes campaign, and they wanted $100 million from the usual suspects. And so it's been a year of this, and I'm telling you, it is just another, just another waste of money tossed into the Credit Union Conference Clan echo chamber, an excuse to take selfies with the white power symbol over your eye, because that's what I was told it was last time I saw somebody do it at the Judge Kavanaugh hearings. So we'll have to talk about that as well. But before we get there, I do want to send a shout-out. This really cool organization I discovered this week called OmniCommander.com. 
just the way it sounds. Uh, check them out. Really, really cool organization. I was getting uh, quite a few uh, requests on LinkedIn from uh, three or four people that work there. So, of course, I was curious. I thought, oh, my goodness, who have I offended now? And it wasn't that at all. And so I went out there. It's a really interesting organization. I noticed that right there, they're on their on their website scroll. They got something from Inspire Federal Credit Union, which I think is in Nebraska or Kansas. I did an all-employee event there back in 2012. So um, I recognized the colors right away. Great credit union. I think they're Pennsylvania, I think. Um, stop the show and check. But if I, if I got that wrong, I apologize. But it, I remember a great credit union, big credit union out there. Now, I had a chance to speak with the founder and CEO, Eric Isham. And this is an all-veteran-owned company, which is which is really cool. As I pointed out to them, having been through the experience of being in the military and then going to college, the military – and graduating from college – the military trains people how to think colleges are in the business of telling you what to think. And trust me when I tell you the education I received in the military was far superior than the diploma that sits behind me on my tastefully appointed studio here in New Braunfels, Texas Republic thereof from the University of Texas at San Antonio. So Eric was actually a combat medic. That means he went to training over at Fort Sam Houston, Joint Base Fort Sam Houston, the building on stilts. I, too, took some training there back in the day. And you're thinking, oh, that's so compassionate. He's on the battlefield helping people. Yeah, he did. Then he went to OCS so he could become an armor officer, so he could have the thrill of directing people, firing 120 millimeter high-explosive rounds into little villages all over the Middle East. That's always a lot of fun. I also spoke to Randall Ashley. He's also a he's an Air Force veteran. He was an A-10C, a warthog, beautiful. Everyone, every pilot I've ever spoken to, if I could fly anything, even a B-1B bomber. We, you know, we do the Veterans Day show every year. If you haven't heard last year's Veterans Day show with Colonel Barbara Barch flying the uh, Find the big tanker up there, a uh, former boom operator turned pilot, a great family. Um, uh, she's just awesome lady. Know her family from here in New Braunfels. They're actually from Nebraska. And um, you, you got to hear that show if you haven't heard it yet. It was our Veterans Day show this past year in 2018. Well, Randall, um, he actually, and she said, oh, if I could fly anything, it would be it would be the A-10. And, of course, I've had the privilege of seeing the A-10 engaging targets on the Desert Storm Battlefield circa 1991, a beautiful thing to behold. But Randall was a weapons specialist, so he was making sure all the right weaponry were hanging off those beautiful wings on that A-10 so they can drop those great bombs and those JDAMs onto all the jihadists down in Afghanistan or wherever and turn them into cat litter. So that's great. And so check them out, omnicommander.com, and it was a real pleasure to see them. And we had a conversation about this, about CUNA. Um, I sent them my show, the most listened to show from last year, Declare Your Independence from CUNA. And and that's what I want to talk about today. If, if, if in a fair world they would have invited me to give the closing keynote at CUDA, in a fair world, in a sane world, that would never happen. So I want to talk to you about um, where I think they're making their mistakes and why I think it's just – I think it just might be a matter of history. I think they really may have simply run out their usefulness, and it's not their fault. History simply is, and you can change with it or you can get changed by it. But open your eyes to what? Nobody knows what it is. Nobody has any idea what that means. And we'll talk about it all right after this. 
conference quality information without the expense report. This is the power of performance.
fine. And I think that cooperative vibe works in Madison, Wisconsin, in Alexandria, Virginia, in Austin, Texas, in Seattle, Washington, in San Mateo, California. And that's great. But as a national branding strategy, to continue to try to vilify banks is just wrongheaded. Because people that even, – even the people that love their credit unions will refer to it linguistically as a bank. There is no adjective called credit union-ing. Hey, who do you do your banking with? Oh, I do my banking with ABC Federal Credit Union. What about you? So wait, open your eyes to what? 30 phone calls to credit unions in states and in credit unions where people work that have championed the Open Your Eyes campaign, and not one or two, not a single person, a lobby person or a contact center person. I even tried chat. They got got a computer right there at their fingertips. They can look it up if they need to. Nobody knew, and I recorded all of them, and don't whine and complain about that. Every one of those contact centers said, your call may be recorded for uh, quality assurance. One credit union said, your call may be recorded uh, for great, uh, check customer service. They said, wait a minute. Uh, somebody needs to tell the, um, the, the little computer thing there that their member owners are not customers. Just an observation, well, observation, an audio observation that I made these past two weeks as I was doing that. And so don't say, well, GAC just ended. How can people know? No, you announced open your eyes at last year's GAC. Here's the thing. I think there is a political um, thing at the top of the credit union marketplace where the enthusiasm for credit unions is the strongest, and that's fine. We, we are, everyone is entitled to their political opinions, but when it's driving the branding strategy for an entire marketplace, it's not good because most people don't think their banks are bad. And I have banking clients, and they're full of really good, great, middle-class American people who get up every morning and separate themselves from someone or something they love to go to work every day, and they do a great job. And my banking clients, they take part in every 5K, every soup kitchen, every charity, every school that needs something, they're there. So don't tell me that banks are bad. And if banks are bad because they make a profit, Mr. Nussel… What exactly do you call a not-for-profit that loses money? How can one be said to be worse than the other? The California Credit Union League and their 2017 IRS 1099 filing, they're down $900,000. Maybe if Diana Dykstra weren't flying off the 3,700 credit union conferences every year, they might not be in that financial situation. Uh, A not-for-profit organization is not supposed to lose money money. Okay, that is just everybody knows that. You're just not supposed to lose money. So if banks are bad for making a profit, then uh, what do you say about a not-for-profit that is losing its member owners money? Folks, listen, you you have plenty of options out there. I I when I spoke on generational marketing and management and the performance and it was fun stuff. I never claimed to be an expert in all oh, the myriad of stuff that really keeps the credit union going and keeps the examiners out of your hair, um, the compliance, everything else. These guys from Omni Commander. I had no idea websites had to be ADA Complied. That that was a revelation to me. We're hoping to get them on the show to talk about it. But all the stuff that is that is super duper important, I don't know enough about CRA or Humda. I don't even know what Humda stands for. So it's good that we have organizations, trade organizations out there that help. But the leagues do that, and NAPQ does that, and and they do a good job 
at that. And CUNA probably does a great job at advocacy, but marketing they should not be involved in. They, they have simply disqualified themselves from doing that based upon the fact that the credit union market share has not changed materially in a generation. And CUNA's been out there with the same old tired song and rap act about banks are bad, banks are bad, look at them making profits. Well, look at you losing your members' money. It's time for people to open up their eyes and their ears and their mouths and start talking about this publicly. We need some credit union leaders to be the grown-ups in the room and say, hey, CUNA, you know what? You might need to let some people go. It's a great job market in the economy right now, uh, but you've got too many people doing nothing. You have far too many conference events talking about the same old stuff. I mean, how many conferences do you really need to go to? What do you really need to go learn about that you can't learn about? You know, I mean, I get it. I, listen, I, I made a living for 10 years at these conferences. I'm not, I'm not besmirching the concept of getting people together in person because that is different. I, I always said, even when I was giving my award-winning keynote session, Generations and the Power of Performance, um, still not equaled by any professional speaker in the history of the credit union marketplace, I would say I, I think the most, most of the learning that is really relevant to you and your credit union occurs at the breaks when you're talking to other like-minded professionals that are engaged in the same type of work day to day. So I, I know these conferences aren't going to go anywhere, but it is time to rethink and reimagine them. Uh, the GAC, look, as I started this, it's hard to argue with 5,000 people showing up uh, to see some, some great speakers and whatnot and to spend the week in Washington having a good time. Hey, I've been there. I don't know that you need to get 5,000 people together and then kick off the entire event with a terrible, terrible idea. As I said, CUNA, you have disqualified yourself from advising people on marketing strategy. You might want to work on yourself and stop losing all of the members' money. People do love their individual credit union. But I don't know if they wake up every morning worrying about the fate of the entire credit union marketplace. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love that logo. I'm not connected to the NFL logo. People have their favorite team. But it's not because it's the league. It's that favorite team. And what CUNA is trying to do is destined to fail based upon what? Their history. My name is Jason Dyes. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week.